This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you so glad that you are a believer? What do you believe? I believe in Jesus. I believe in death and resurrection. I believe that I've been saved by Jesus. And that is the Lord of my life. Hallelujah. When Paul, uh, let's read Acts chapter 1. It's not part of our, but before we take our seats, Acts chapter 1. The former traitors have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus both began to do and to teach. Now, Luke chapter 1. For as much, now you know the same person wrote Luke and out of Apostle. Luke wrote Luke and Luke wrote out of Apostle. Now, Luke said here, for as much as many have taken in and to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Maybe you can give me another translation. There are things most surely believed among us. And so, <laughs> he wrote the old look actually to Theophilus. And he said, Theophilus, I want to, he said, many people, meaning that Matthew, Mark, and John have given an account of what we believe. I also decided to write of the same account that you might know, Theophilus, of the common things that we believe. Why this is important that nowadays, there are things, people are deviating from the common belief. Since as well known, many have undertaken to compile an orderly account of things which have been fulfilled among us by God. Things we commonly believe. Your belief is your foundation. Your foundation is a, your building can never be bigger than your foundation. And from time to time, you must examine what you really believe. And there is a way I want to go tonight. Because what you know will affect your life. The information that is in your spirit is what will live out. For instance, if a man knows that he has one billion in his account, even if 10,000 is stolen away from him, he will not likely feel so bad. If you are aware that you have 1,000 pieces of iPhone, whatever, I don't know which one is the latest now. I don't use Samsung. I'm, I'm a Samsung person. I'm always loyal to a product. If you give us iPhone, I'll give somebody else. Amen. I'm high in the Holy Ghost, so I don't need. Anyway, <laughs> are you with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you <laughs> have a thousand pieces, and all of a sudden you are going out, and one is taken away from your car, yeah, you have lost something, but it doesn't weigh so much on you. Why? There are a thousand pieces at home that you are probably not doing anything with. But you see, if it's your last phone, if it's your last money, <laughs> so at times when they do people, the reaction is directly proportional to what is left. I get what I'm saying. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You can have your seat. God bless you. Honestly speaking, at times, when we come together like this, I try to imagine what one message can, how or not what, how can the apostles say it in such a way that it puts everybody on the same page and people begin to grow spiritually as they should. But it's like it takes... Teachings from time to time 
And then no matter what a preacher says, the bulk of the work is with the listener. You have to do something about what you are hearing. I want to share something very briefly with you tonight. Now, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, chapter 13, verse 13. The Bible says, I want to look at what makes us tick. And I will explain why I'm sharing this. And now abideth faith, hope, and charity, which is love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. He said these are three important factors. Faith, hope, and love. In our time, there has been so much emphasis on faith. We have teachings of faith, school of faith, books on faith. But we have very, very few books on hope. And I want to call your attention to something tonight. You know, oh Lord Jesus, thank you for everybody watching and those who are here. The Bible said these three things. These three cardinal, these three things are very important. Like Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Like the water, the blood, and then the spirits. That you have to know. But the Bible says love is the greatest, but the Bible didn't tell us which one is second. But I see the rate at three people talking about this is what's going to happen. When you know faith and you don't know hope, you are deficient. And it will show. Now, when Christians go through tragedy, when Christians go through a bad experience, at that time, uh, what keeps you is the hope that is in you. I have observed when a loved one dies, to console some Christian, it will take eternity. The way they mourn, the way they cry. When people lose their jobs, it will look like sincerely that one is bragging. When you begin to say that, the way you were brought up as a Christian, and I'm talking about myself, we were never given an opportunity to ever think or questioning God. So you pray about something, pray, pray, pray. It never happened that you are sitting at home. I, in first, Second Samuel chapter 12, let's start from there. Second Samuel 12. You know the story when David slept with Bathsheba and judgment entered his house. Now let's start from verse 15. Second Samuel 12 from verse 15. Very interesting verse. You know, when Nathan told her, you are the man. And David said, wow. Nathan confronted him straight away. And David was like, really? When the message first came, he said they should deal with that man. When it is others, we want judgment. When it is us, we want mercy. That's the nature of man. How can they, they should be dealt with? But when it is you, feel like, oh, they should understand me now. Why I've done it. <laughs> so, David said that, Nathan, you mean a man did this? I'm going to deal decisively with the man. And Nathan said, oh, yeah, you are the man. Then he said, oh, Lord, I'm as well. Oh, you, no, you need mercy. Now, Nathan finished the mercy and departed unto his house. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. Next verse. David therefore besought God for the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. Next verse. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him from that boy. He refused. Neither did he eat bread with them. Next verse. It came to pass on the seventh day. David fasted for seven days that the child should not die. And he was lying there on the floor on one spot. Every day the elders would go and try to bring him. Oh, oh guys, enough. He said, no. On the seventh day, the child died. What happens to you when your prayers, when they appear as if they've not been answered. You don't know a Christian only by power. You also know a Christian by character. You don't know a Christian by the faith that they demonstrate, faith to move mountains. You also know a Christian by the hope they have when their faith fails. I don't know if somebody's hearing me. I. And the servant of the fear to tell him 
that the child was there. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake to him and they would not hearken to our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him? So they started thinking logically. This guy has been on the floor for seven days without food while the child was sick. Now, if we say the child is dead, he might just die there. But they didn't know David. There is a reason why a man is called a man after God's heart. See what happened next. Next verse. David saw that the servants were whispering and he caught them. He perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said to his servant, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. And everybody was watching. What's he going to do next? What's he going to do next? Some thought that he would just pick a robe and hang himself. Others thought he would just start saying, like, Jehovah, you do me bad. Ah. When you are in secondary school, two of the sisters who were the most dynamic in fellowship had a pass in mathematics and I think in physics. And they began to sing against God. My brother wanted to talk to one of them. He said, I've been abusing God all night long because of examination. Now some failed, later passed, they graduated, they married, they moved on with their life. What? You know, when... <laughs> oh, God. I love, I love. I love your presence. The Lord doesn't really accept that you love him until the love becomes an unconditional love. There are progressions in praise. Praise can be used as warfare to defeat every opposition against you. But the highest form of praise is the one that you give to God without any string attached. You are not praying in lieu of anything. You are just praying because who he is. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Yes, if you don't get people there, your Christianity will oscillate. Today you are happy when there is breakthrough. And then you break down when there is no breakthrough. Isn't that what you see about many people? I see some people, any little tragedy, they begin to question their faith. And this is where Satan comes in, when people begin to ask questions because of what they think is an unanswered prayer. So you pray about that interview. Oh Lord, and then you begin to confess, and then you declare, and you even give towards it. And they select, and then your name is not there. They have selected five, and your name is not there. When that happens to people, they move to the next thing. The first one is denial. This can't be. It can't be. The next thing, they begin to believe that no, another list will come out. And lo and behold, no list. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. But some have found something in God beyond results. Can I hear me? Ah. Have you reached a point where God can never disappoint you? Not that things will always go your way. As in the sense you have made that even when you are down, when you have trusted him and you have fallen on your face for trusting him, you'll get up and no shaking. What comes out of your mouth is, Lord, I still love you. One missionary went to preach and was believing God for his wife who was pregnant. He got back home and she had had miscarriage and she was weeping on the floor. They forced it at the guy and said, Lord, don't bother to console me. I am happy and I still love you. If you read the ancient stories of men who lay foundation of Christianity, their faith was not in answering prayer. They love God. And the church must discover that again. Otherwise, I grew up with scripture. You know, I do understand this oscillating Christian that people do nowadays. Something happens two weeks they are at home. They are not coming to church. Because something happened to them. Now, but when David saw, next verse, David arose. Everybody was watching. What's he going to do? What's going to The boy died. He arose from the earth, washed himself, anointed himself. Oh, Gucci. <laughs> Aventus. Which one is also nice? Roger. Oh, just put them on. Now, I know you know the names of uh, <laughs> different pets. Bulgari. And they were looking at him. He started with body spray. Put on Bulgari, put on this one, and then Creed. <laughs> and then he said, hey guys, then he picked his Bible and changed his clothes. He just removed the clothes he was wearing on the floor before. He just brought out, oh, 
Jojo Amani. <laughs> and all those fantastic designers just brought them out. And David just wore them. Rolex watch. And the elders, you know, they were watching him. Because they were following him. Think they would go and drink poison. And then <laughs> he came to the house of the Lord. Now, what he did in the house is more important. He didn't talk about somebody that died. He began to worship. I have seen people, even though mommy is 70 something, she died for four weeks, no church. Everybody's coming to mourn with their heart. See, we will not criticize, we will show love. But when will you get out of that kind of life? You are doing the opposite of what somebody did. A precious person died. He went to church. What are see Christian now? Somebody died, they stay away from church. They will get tired and people in the church did not come to celebrate sorrow with them. No, it's, it's good to come and visit. We will. I'm not saying it's wrong. But I'm just saying that when will you grow out of such a thing? So people are angry on Facebook. That is part of their problem. They lost somebody. Church did not appoint delegates to come and visit them. And I'm not saying what the church did was. I'm just saying that. You just see this kind of believer. Can you be a Christian even if you are being maltreated by others? Or your Christianity depends on you are only in when they do well to you. But when they misbehave, you also misbehave. You go and start writing and start attacking them back. This is the level. You know, I say this sincerely speaking. There is another religion, I know the one I'm talking about, you understand this. I thought they might be wrong in going and saying, but uh, there is a part, a group of people even in this country, just like when somebody dies, it's God, when it's alive, they are not exactly correct, they are wrong. But you see, but I love the attitude of no shaking. But the way Christians behave, what is going on? Uh, I asked God for, for 150,000 naira. And my account is still 10,000. And you are sad. So sad that you wake up the following morning, you cannot pray because of 150,000 naira. People think, maybe I should say this God is not an object, God is a person. At times, He asks that the question in His hand like this He just waits a little. Okay, suppose I don't give you when you want it, what are you going to do? And many people start, to, start showing God. Now you see, I am here for what I can get from you. And should I not get it, go to hell. And I've seen this attitude in people over and over again. Somebody's watching me. Someone you love walked away from you. And so what? And listen, this church must have had maybe up to four or five sisters who actually felt that somebody else should ask them out and the person did not and they totally... Even we that we did ask them out or we're not supposed to, we are paying for, they all walked away from everybody. What, what, what is wrong? What, what kind of person? Is that why you are in church? Is that why you worship God? Number one, a person has his right to ask you or not to ask you. That is the epitome of selfishness. Then the person looks at you, looks at somebody else and says, hey, this one is my choice. And you are angry with God who made him. <laughs> And who did not drop your name in his heart in the night that you are the one? You are the one. So he chose somebody and you are, you are offended. Whereas when he chooses you also, he will have to leave some other people. You should see reasons why Christians get offended. And you begin to wonder, why do we treat Jesus like this? Isn't that cheap to you? Don't you understand? We must be trained both to handle blessing and how to handle adversity. If you're only trained to handle blessing, your Christianity is incomplete. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when I was watching, it was my friend I interviewed, Ayobala's daughter. I'm, so, I'm supposed to preach there in Oshu State. Uh, is it Oshu now? Where? Elisha. I'm supposed to preach there next week or next two weeks again. I was there last year. And they took me to where Pyotin did Ayobala and everybody. You know, and me, I sat back. And the daughter of Ayobala was talking. He mentioned one of them that died. 
And I said, with all the mighty signs that God did through, how many devils did Larry raise? Well, his own daughter died. Mama Deboe told us when the founder of Redeem that God used mightily. When he was there, Pastor Deboe was there with him, like when he was praying over his son who was sick. Right in his hand, the boy died and they buried the boy. If the man got angry, there were less than 50 redeemed that time. And he began to ask questions. Look at how many people are there in that church today. People don't attack the way to resurrection is death. Yes, this thing of anything like this once. Look, I'm going to show you a scripture, that's where I'm going, that will shift your focus. I started by telling you that if you lose one phone out of 1,000, this word is just a, and I mean, it's infinitesimally small compared to eternity. Your attention should not be here. I want to tell somebody whose uncle died one time, and the person will cry, 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 cry. That means just one thing. See, what you think you believe, you don't believe until we see how you act. So I ask, let me ask you a question. If mommy, if uncle or somebody I'm not, goes out on getting home, they are not at home, and your younger one tells you that, uh, where's my mom, or where's my husband, or where's that? He just went out, he was me back. Will you start crying? If you believe in resurrection, Anybody taken away from your life is going to wait for you in eternity. It's just a matter of time. We shall meet again. If I believe that we shall meet again, my attitude should be like that of that. They said my wife just went out. She, or she went for a training. She'll be back tomorrow. I know I will see her tomorrow, so I won't start crying on the bed. Hey, where is she? The same thing. If I believe that any Christian who is gone, we shall meet again. If I truly believe it, then I ought not to cry. I can feel bad that on this side I won't see the person again. I am not saying sorrow is wrong. As a matter of fact, there's nothing wrong with tears. But it's like when you finish crying, what do you, what do you start doing? You keep crying and after crying, you start questioning God and you hear what some people start saying. Oh God, where were you? When this one, in the first place, God created the person, not you. You are claiming ownership of what you did not contribute to. I don't know if somebody's understanding me. Please, again, this is not to say that people should not sorrow. Paul talked about it. He said, weep with those who, there's nothing wrong. But it's just that don't carry it beyond a certain level. Then you start wondering, oh God, where, where were you when I needed you? Where were you? And there questions. And once you start, like Satan will feel you with more reasons. Why you should resent God, doubt him, and what and it's happening to a lot of people. Why should doubt God? Are you following? Hope. Sometimes everything goes wrong. All you can say is that no problem. I shall know. One day. This heart is not my home. I am just passing through. My treasures are laid down somewhere beyond the clouds. The angels be coming in an heaven's open door. And I cannot live alone. In this world anymore, oh Lord, you know, I have no friend like you. If heaven is not my home, then Lord, what shall I do? These songs raised us when we were young. They are not common now. It's more of, you just they bless me. And when you are too used to that, the day the blessing does not flow, you get angry. Papa, with the pump. No, I, 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 I don't want to. So, no, no, no. Please. No, sincerely, I, it's, it's important that a preacher should guide himself carefully. So that, because I love these people, so it's not that you are picking. There's nothing wrong with the song. In fact, one of them will be heaven. So there's nothing wrong. I'm, I'm just, it, an example came to me, so you understand what I'm saying. So it doesn't look like, no, I'm saying. But because you don't define somebody with a song. There are many other songs of worship from the same person and everything. And, and that one said there's nothing wrong. It is true. God takes care. If he blesses, they are very correct. And I will sing it there at night. But I'm just saying, if that is the only thing that you know about God, you have not started your journey at all. What scripture talks exclusively about this? 
When David finished washing himself and go to the house, then the elder, <laughs> it's as if they all followed him to the house. He wondering, as he was going to the house, he said, maybe he's using perf to go and come. Maybe he's just finishing the last perf. So everybody was following him. When he got to church, they were wondering, he might go to the toilet and kill himself there. Then he go back home. He said, can I have food? And he asked for Chinese restaurant. He said, can I have? <laughs> he said, put this one, put this one. So they put it on the table. When he now started eating, the elders now started and said, oh, yeah, sorry, oh. <laughs> Are you well? <laughs> now, you were fasting when the boy was alive. Now he's dead and you are eating. And David answered them. You see, the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound. Is that second Timothy 1 says? Sound mind. Sound mind is ability to reason the right way. Sorrow and many things around, they tend to condition people to think wrongly. But ability to attain the right way. So, when he started eating, they were shocked. And David said, here is the way I have interpreted the matter. When the boy was sick, I was praying, probably God will show mercy and heal him. Now he is gone. There's no point crying again. He said, he will not come back again. I am the one that will go and meet him. Under the old covenant, David believed in resurrection. I gave back to this boy in sin, but I know that I shall see him one day. So I can't. I tried to retain him here, or God took him. I am fine. Join me, guys. Eat, 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 eat. Ah, when God saw it. I believe it was that attitude that provides, produced Solomon. I guess what I'm saying. When God saw that, he bypassed all other children and created Solomon and made sure that the kingdom went to Solomon. He wasn't entitled to it. Even if we were God and a man should act like that, what would you say? As he was worshipping God, God was saying, the angel, are you seeing this guy? He wouldn't even talk about the death of his son. Ah. Then God said that this one, no, you have seen with this woman, no, but from this same union, I am going to bring something precious out of this pressure. I am going to bring something white out of these black pots. I am going to be, bring life from this death. And God did. The Bible says, God who commanded his light to shine out of darkness. There is a way that in that darkness, God will call, command his light to shine. But first of all, when he is worshipped as God, even in the moment of darkness. Hallelujah. I know too many stories of Christians. The father said, God, said, God, said, God, said, God, it looked like nothing happened till he died. The children almost gave up, wondering why the people were serving God and God was not really answering them. All of a sudden, one of the sons, people are, they have a kind of greatness that you cannot explain. God is faithful. God is faithful. Yes, sir. He takes his time. It is the devil that blesses anyhow. God has con- he waits. Yes, sir. He does not rush. Because a king doesn't rush. Let praises rise from this side. All I want is just for you to be glorified. Can you help me play that? Am I missing some winner? <laughs> Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? Oh, Lord. Let me show you a scripture and I'll close here. I don't know whether I'm blessing somebody. The church must return. What would I say that I was doing? You know how many times I've attended services sick? Before I started sensing healing and anointing. I gave my life to Christ. Second, this one that scripture, you know, that you, will, you were sick and you will stay in the dormitory. Nobody forced us, but we understood better. Why should sickness be the reason why I should stay back at home? When I wouldn't stay back in the room for examination. And every Christian don't and when people say, and you know, I say, but you must not get angry. Oh, why are you not in church? You know, grandma, we had a party for grandma on Saturday till night. So Sunday is time to rest. Ah. Even Satan likes that statement. It gives us telling for that. Brother, kick. Do I do it? 
<laughs> if you are to go show up, you are just see the devil doing like this. That <laughs> fantastic statement. What I talked about briefly on Sunday. When I'm in Europe, people of another religion, they are dressing, even in the UK, is still the same. Christians are the only people that prosperity changes their conviction. Do you know how many people I know that we used to preach together in UI chapel who just traveled abroad and the Spirit of God traveled out of them? They look at Nigeria and start talking trash. You pray because of, because you are in London where you eat hamburger and so what. And Europe is under a little threat now of the another religion taking over. All of you that have been there, you understand what I'm saying. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. How many airports have I been to in Europe that the person that searched me fully in Europe? They were asked and said, I'm mine. It's amazing. Christians are the only ones who go there and then they go to go church again. They just go and sit and then that's it. I respect another religion for that because they hold on to the tenets of their wherever they are. But Christians, it's in the Bible. It's not new. Every time God blessed the children of Israel, they forsook God and left him alone. Every time. It's like prosperity is not good for Christianity. God will not say he won't bless us because of the attitude of someone. But majority of Christians who even stand with God in time of poverty, once they are blessed, they will go bye-bye. Yes. 80% of pastors in immorality is when the ministry is rising and the ovation pictures everywhere. What is wrong with us? That when God elevates us, he regrets it at the end of the day. It's what people do. Oh God, I want to marry. Now it's my wife, you know, in church. And me and my husband went to see my mother in law. You know. Are you, are they, you, know, they, you know, people say it freely. I say, why are you now because of this one? And the Lord begins to wonder. You are back to what Adam did. I gave him Eve, and he not stay to blame me. The woman you gave me gave me something to eat. Why should a blessing be a problem? If it's material things, it will try to take the place of God in your life. It's only thing compared to God. Thou shall not serve, cannot serve God and mammon. When mammon comes in, the richer you become, the wealth will try to take the place of God. They will fix an important meeting for Sunday morning. Hallelujah. I told one of the services on Sunday, I told, when I was serving an NPC in the north, Friday, Friday, even if you are the president of the old world, in the premises that time, one o'clock, everybody is going to pray. They will leave you there alone. They will leave their apostles. I used to be sitting there with apostles in the office. He, material thing didn't bear anything to them in the front of their faith. What is wrong with us? Yet I tell you the truth. Many of the people I spoke to, fully dressed one world, that told me, if you can take me to Lagos, I will give my life to Christ right now. Say because if I do, I won't live 24 hours. Because I used to preach and tell them. One of them, I left my book on the table, Pastor B. Boss book on marriage. I went out to answer some errands on my boys. Apparently, she picked the book. You know, somebody fully dressed. You know what I'm saying? She picked the book and read. When I came back, she was just uneasy somehow. Then I decided to talk. I said, is that what your Bible teaches about marriage? I said, yes. Ah, he said, you guys are lucky. He said, you know what? I finished with two one. I almost made first class. Because we're all serving. He said, I don't know which 77-year-old man is talking to my father about marrying me. He said, my will is not involved. If my father says yes to the man, I'll be the fifth wife to a man who can't even perform on the band. He told me that. He said, I say, cause for me to say no. He said, but your Bible, you say, Bible is saying, husband, I love you. My wife can talk at home. <laughs> she, she told me, he said, you, I said, you guys are lucky. But they don't know that we, that we are lucky. We are unserious. It is true. And I didn't hear this from one person or two or three. They were always telling me the same thing. Because I used to interact with them. Only that you cannot shake at them. But we used to sit down and talk. There was one that got me. What got me? I mean, in them, when the staff bus going, and you know, that was when Arsenal and Barcelona played Champions League final. And so one guy was talking to me in the bus that, hey, the guy that scored the second goal, we just had somebody fully covered. Just as Paletti, that's the name. All of us turned. I said, guys, think we don't watch. He said, we do. And she began, so we became close that day. She, from that time, 
the liberty that Jesus brought is not appreciated. In him is life. Some people, Buddhism, all those religions, people worship, even though the substance is not there in their spirits. We are the only ghost inside us. We are over pampered. Maybe that's the reason. It is true. You will not hear of any other person we are questioning God. It's Christians that do that. So why? Why will God let this happen? Oh God, oh God, I'm angry with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if somebody has heard me or somebody is hearing me. Can we grow beyond this? Let me just give you this one and then we close. First Corinthians 15, 19 is a very powerful scripture. First Corinthians 15, 19. This is where your attention should be. This is where your attention should be. Oh, one day, man of God was praying for some Christians trapped by militants in a village. Bandits, and he should not kill them. And they killed all of them. And his wife was there. He just sat back and said, well, if in this life we have hope, we are of all men. Sir, if it all ends with Lord gave me a house. Ah, God just gave me a car. God just gave me. Paul said, you are of all men most miserable. Yes, sir. We are living clean, abstaining from sin, praying, and the reward is that God gave us a duplex. Some boys are not praying and they have times 10 of that. So if by the time your attention is on this world, the same thing, if you are angry because you have lost something in this world, your hope is here. The Bible says, with anybody like that is of all men most pitiable. That was all Paul said. He said, if our hope, once your eyes on anything in this world, you mean with the blood shed, with mansions in heaven for you, with all that has happened, all that matters to you, out of 1,000%, all that we do on earth is less than one, not up to one. Eternity is where the whole thing counts. Yes. That is why a person can be in choir, might not be known on earth, but she's super known in heaven. Was it uh, E.M. Bounce or so that went to heaven and the angel was showing, going to show him his own mansion and he looked this way and he saw a mighty edifice far bigger than his own. And he asked the angel to cross the who owns that and he said that there is a woman in your church. She's always on a wheelchair. That she prays for the service every Sunday two hours. But nobody knows. In her house, she has never, every Sunday morning, 4 to 6 a.m., she went to see for the service. He said that is the house of that woman. Said she was not known on earth but we know her here. Jesus said to a church, you have a name that you are alive, but here you are dead. You think I will receive the greatest reward in this church? There are laborers that you don't know. It's me you know. It's my face that is on the picture. I told the pastor, me I'm already prepared. Whatever God gives me, I'm satisfied. But I do know that many people will receive more reward. It is true. And I'm not joking. That's the way I think. So I won't get angry on that day. If God bestows so much on you, so people are in this chair, they do that, and they are doing it. Nobody knows their name. Nobody knows their faces. Nobody knows anything about them. Yet they pray, they fast, they support the church. But the pastor is the one that is on. You know, many churches will only do pastor's day. Even though we don't do it here. So pastor's birthday, they bring cake. Chelsea cake. But there are silent laborers that we don't even know their birthday. But you know what? Uh, that's why sometimes I try to run away and but when you are cutting my cake, it's part of my reward that I'm chopping. It's painful. But there is a brother, faithfully, the cake is in heaven. Hiya. I don't know whether somebody this is why the Bible says no man take care of this honor to himself. That's why a pastor cannot afford to be arrogant. You share the word with people and so what? There are quiet people who don't even know what's going on between them and God. There will be surprises on that day. When you line up and you come to the front, the pastor, God will say that you are the pastor, go to number 720. <laughs> now you see, all these 719, they are your job, but they are better than you. And you must accept. It is true. Accept. You also become a laborer that labors in truth, not a CEO. A pastor is not a CEO, it's a cheap laborer. So when you see me join them to arrange chairs at time, you understand why I do what I do. There's nothing they do here that I don't join them doing at time. When you are not around, I join to arrange chairs. I join to do things. You do understand. Yes. I cannot ask people to, I try to outgive everybody. 
Yeah, every time we're having a program and people are giving, I try to ask the account department who gave their yes, and I try to surpass it. That's the truth. Because on that day, I have made a vow like that man. A challenge where he said, write my life on the cloud. Let the whole world be looking at it as we are writing my secret thoughts and everything. He said, I will stand by it and I will have nothing to be ashamed of. That's a Christian. That means there is nothing about me inside that I'm not proud to share boldly. No secret life, no secret message, no nothing, no saying anything that I don't want somebody to hear. As you are plain on the outside, so you are inside. That's Christianity. If we are, if we only in this world, only in this world we have hope, we are of all men. If our testimony that God gave me a wife, God gave me a car, is bigger than my hope, my home is in heaven, there's a problem. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. The other side is more important than this side. And soon and very soon, no matter how long you live here for, let every person lay hands on you and pray for a long life, one day you shall go. I shall go. But when we open our eyes to the other side, you can't add to what you have done. Then you understand, reality begins dead. This is just mere shadow. And for every utterance, anger on shadow. This is why, at times, by faith, God can keep any of your properties being touched. But at times, somebody can steal something from you. It's not that God is not able to keep. At times, he wants to watch your attitude. He could have stopped it. Satan is trying to play a prank. God could have stopped, but he chooses not to. And he's watching. What are you going to do when this happens? When you act the right way, death is removed from that situation. Life will come in. I told you before, when you pray, some things will not happen because you are praying. But because you are praying, God will still allow some things to happen. He's not the one bringing them. He could have stopped them, but he, will, he watched them. They will happen. But you see, what will happen is that your prayer has removed the power of death from that thing. Yes. It's why you pray, Lord, don't let her leave if she leaves. But seven months after that, you've gone to another level. Now you are grateful to God that he left you and that she, she left you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. God could have answered your prayer and could have made the person to stay. Oh, don't let them sack me. Now they embarrass you publicly, gave you that letter you left. And God is watching as that letter is in your hand. What are you saying on your way home? But one year after, here is a job, here is an opportunity that you on your knees say, Lord, thank you that they sacked me in that place. That's the life of a Christian. Before we came, every venue they showed me that we loved, we couldn't get. None of them as big as this one. None of them with this number of, this amount of parking space. And some of the landlord insulted us. Get into the bed, but I refused to feel sad about anything. For six months, day by day, agents were taking me around, driving up and down Lagos, Ikeja. But in all, I was always ending up praising God in the house for where we saw and the landlord said no. For the one we exercised faith about and we got there, they said they're giving it to somebody else. No sorrow at all. Some of them, this leader joined us, we fasted and prayed. Oh, we claim the Lord, only to get there, they're giving it to somebody else. No problem. We claim something else. <laughs> we just moved and continued to praise God. And when this came, like compensation, from 10 years, pay 5 years, 5 years, pay 2 years to start, and then deductions upon deductions, from 30 million per annum, remove some million, remove some million, some million, and then like that. And I'm telling you, we cannot complain. Let's rise. Have I helped somebody tonight? Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. There was a guy when I was growing up, Pastor Ben, this guy had this incredible gift of hearing God. Some of the words and the demonstration of the Spirit, as we were young that time, it was in SS3, we were in SS1. And he told us one day that God told him that he would do university abroad. And for two years after we left, he couldn't travel, and he decided to backslide. You know, as we talk now, in the last seven years, he's been in an European country. One or no uncle just told his mom one day that let him come here, we need him, and he traveled. So God did not fail in his word because it did not happen fast enough. You know, when God told him, he started going to embassy, thinking that, see, 
At times, God will tell you something. You have to be patient. Let him work it out by himself. When they bounced him the third time at the embassy, he got angry with God and left his faith. Because of UK. UK. And now, he has been living there for about seven years. Last time a friend saw him, now he's feeling guilty. Because without his involvement, they brought him to UK. But he has started drinking and they have become, because he was angry. That God said, I'll travel. How come I'm not travel? I'm not serving him again. Number one, you think it will pain God. <laughs> you know, in some people's mind, something is paining you, you are now trying to preach God also. Lord, you know what? I don't like you again. So you think he will now sit on his throne. Oh, she doesn't like me again. <laughs> Does that look like the Almighty? <laughs> Hallelujah. Is somebody you can't afford to get angry with. You just have to love him. You can't be upset with water. A loved one jump inside trying to swim and got drowned. And because of that, you vowed water from now. My sister drowning you. I will never have anything to do with you. I hate you. The water will just smile, really. You go so look for me in tap now. Because nothing's going to happen to water. You are the one that will die. <laughs> if you do more than 10 days without drinking water, you are in another realm. You can't say I'm angry with water. You have to love water. Hallelujah. Do you know some people, ears will enter their lung. Ear will enter their lung. And that's dangerous. I have a friend that, he, he, his lung. he was in hospital for over six months. He told me something that, he's a pastor. He said that day was the first time he down on him that life is like this. He said, I have three SUVs. For six months, they will place me because they were carrying him delicately. He said they will use like bed sheets to move him. And many times he was naked. They will move him from one bed because he must, they must not shake him. Intensive care unit, Lasso, six months. There were four there when they got there. Three of them died right in his presence. And he was there alone. When he got well and he came, he came to see me one of the days. Ah, he said he looked at the house and he said that of all the beautiful rooms and cars, for six months, I didn't know whether I would ever touch my car again. He said, I vowed that, Lord, anytime you tell me to give anything, I will not hesitate. He said, because what is all these things? He said, one clothes, one, one, uh, what they wear for you in hospital. That was what he was wearing for six months. He said, he just said to himself, so this life that we hold on to so much, and it's why we come, the church will come, they will pray, they will go back. The senior pastor will come, they will pray, they will go back. It was after six months that he got well. He said, he just began to cough that day. Where is the evening? Around Oregu. Call, 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 pack the car by the road. Call, call, got home. And then they went to the hospital. And then they found out, yeah, just little here. The same air we are breathing. Imagine his wife now saying that, yeah, I'm angry with you. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Do you love him? Do you love the Lord? Do you love him unconditionally? Do you love him when he's like, he's not answering your prayer? Because he will always answer. Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just wave your hands and thank him. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Halaba yakazira mandele barakido bosele mandala ramande boko siya mande barakizo bolobo lebro toku sezekele mandala baya Hallelujah. Let me chip this in. As I, let me just say this. No matter how much you try to get God to talk, you can't force God to talk. There are things that I prayed about for over one year before God said, try to do two, three hours in tongues every day, in washing with tears, hoping that I will say something. I have found out about God. You can't compel him. He's a king. You can't compel him to do what he does not want to do. He has a calendar. He goes by his calendar. You can't rush him and you can't blackmail him emotionally. I said that to say to everybody under the sound of my voice. If there's a question in your heart, God will answer every question, but he will answer in his own time. You can't force him. There's what is called spiritual growth. 
Sometimes what you're asking God for, he has planned that when you grow a little more, you understand. When you don't grow, he will not tell you. When you grow, you understand. Some of those things I was praying about then, as I removed my heart from them, and I continued to work with God, on the way, I found the answer perfectly. I became an expert in the same thing I was praying about. And the Holy Spirit made me to understand that. I have told you, you can't force me to answer a question. When you ask a question and I'm not answering, just wait. I know what I'm doing. It is the truth. Yeah. So they were told us as we were praying, this new act they are building. He began to pray about it, repeated, Lord, so where, uh, when do we start? And said, so the prayers of God came down one day and the Lord told him, like he pointed to that, see that you don't mention that act project again before me. It is my building. I will tell you when to start, but you must never. Say it was a strong warning. In your place of prayer, don't mention act again. Ah, <laughs> immediately, act died. He focused on the fire services. And the day wasn't expected. The Lord came down again and said, and now the building of which you spoke to me about is time to start. If you are very familiar, you know that it's like that. He doesn't want, because what you're asking for is out of anxiety. Say, so shut up. Focus on what I've said. Yeah, Peter said, what shall this man do? He just said, it's none of your business. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we worship you. We worship you. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah. <laughs> Kuria mande ke bosele manda la barati yamala ese ke bali anara kiro sandele borobo kali mandere kalomoro yas. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let your river flow through every heart. Lord, heal every heart, strengthen everyone to know your ways again, to walk in your perfect will, to follow you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We honor you. The rod of the wicked will not rest upon the Lord of the righteous. The rod of the wicked will not rest upon the Lord of the righteous. If there is any area of concern in any life tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ, as this service ends, let the river of God's living water flow through your soul and show you the way. May you stand in victory over all the challenges of life. Before this month ends, you are filled up with testimonies. Light is shining on your paths. Mercy is speaking over you. Grace is at work in your life. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.